You're listening to Time Fashion, The Story of Elijah, Episode 3. Thank you for listening, and find the next episode wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Enjoy the show. Good morning, Elijah. How are you? Hey, a little groggy, but I'm alright. Hey, Rob. What's up? I walked in to Susan and Rob, quietly eating their breakfast as they watched television. They had set out a plate for me, too. It put a smile on my face, but it also brought back a sad memory. On my first day of school in Kansas when I was five, I was sent to school without breakfast because my mother and father were both hungover and in bed after being drunk all night. They didn't even care to get up and at least tell me goodbye as I walked out the door to experience the only first day of a pivotal moment in my life. I already knew to wait for the bus, but I went to school without having my hair brushed, presentable clothes laid out for me, or the sufficient nutrition for the day, as no kindergartner can quite take care of themselves. As I sat down to join my new parents, I was trying to hold back my happy tears, but unfortunately, they noticed. Are you okay, sweetie? What? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I just, I think I have something in my eye. Today, being the second day of our mission, was the first day that I would be venturing off into Mississippi 1856 by myself. Because I was still a teenager, I could reasonably play off as a student attending school. So, that morning, I set off by myself while Rob and Susan finished a few things up in the mobile home. Okay, you got this, Eli. Again, I hadn't been alone yet in 1856, so I had better hope I didn't screw this up. As I walked along the dirt road, I practiced in my head what I would do when I first walked into the school building. Hi. I'm Elijah. No, people don't know how to say hi in 1856. I'll just walk in without saying anything until someone notices me. I was so nervous about messing up that I tried to soak in every last minute of walking to this school alone. Unfortunately, after a 10 minute walk, I was facing my worst fear at the moment. There it was, a building jointly used as a church and a school. Class. Today, we have a new student with us. Please be kind to him. He's not from around here. Let's welcome Elijah. Now, where did you say you were from? Uh, I'm from farther up north in Mississippi. and My father's down here for a few months to take care of some logging business. I nailed that accent. As most of the children displayed little interest... I did, however, notice three girls around my age looking back at me from the front, whispering and giggling as they glanced back and forth at each other and I. <sighs> oh dear, 
I would do my best to avoid them because I really didn't want to form relationships, as that was one of the six do's and don'ts of time travel. After a few hours of a very boring and ridiculously easy lesson, I received my books and homework and bolted out the door, trying not to make eye contact with anyone. Just as I thought I was home free, I heard rapid footsteps behind me and felt a tap on the shoulder. I turned around to see one of the teen girls smiling at me with a blushed face. A good 20 feet behind her were her friends watching her and giggling. I swear, they acted like they were 12. Now, the one who tapped me on the shoulder seemed much more mature than the other two, and she was quite beautiful as well, I will admit. Her blue eyes twinkled in the sunshine, and her long wavy hair riddled in a slight breeze. I couldn't lie. She was highly attractive, and I was kind of frozen in awe. Hey, I see that you're new here. If you ever need help finding things, or help with your lessons, just let me know. You'll find that this little old town isn't too quite complicated. Oh, uh, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. I gave a weak smile and quickly turned around to rush home. I hated to seem like some antisocial guy and passively turn her away like that, but I had to remember that she didn't even exist in 2108. The next week was a time of developing a routine in 1856. Get up, go to school, ace my easy homework, help Robin Susan write her daily report, do some housekeeping tasks, and then wind down for the night. After a week of being here, it was time to briefly visit New Seattle and restock on some things. Rob, Susan, and I collectively decided that we wouldn't spend the night in 2108 but we would be there for a few hours to regain our energy to travel back to our assigned time. Being back in modern civilization was great and all, but I was ready to get back to the serenity and simplicity of the southern countryside. Before leaving, we met with our manager to touch base on some things. Are there any updates on the WPA counter-agents? <sighs> no. It has been completely silent on the other end. The Eastern Provinces government and the WPA have totally denied taking part in the data breach. Though we have reasonable belief that they did. Don't let your guard down. And don't believe their nonsense. I could tell that our manager was frustrated by the idea of mission interference. If any mission failed, he would have to answer to the main CEO of the WCO, who also happened to be THE President of the Allied States. The country and the WCO were so closely tied that you could consider the WCO a branch of legislation, though formally on paper the states were a unitary form of government. I just hoped that our mission would continue to go well. We were back in 1856. Time traveling twice in one day was quite exhausting, but I could tell we handled it better than the first time, meaning I was getting used to it. It was Monday, meaning a whole week of school was ahead of me. Most of the students continued to ignore or bicker at me, while that one girl kept flirtatiously staring at me. Being a kind person who hated to hurt others, I finally had to speak to her just to be kind. After class, I approached her as she was speaking to her two other friends. 
Hey. Hey. I don't reckon I ever got your name. I'm Mary Ann. It's nice to finally meet you. And I'm Elijah. It's nice to meet you too. Say, how about right after school we go to my papa's pond? We can get to know one another better if you like. Oh, uh, sure. I'd love to. Okay. I'll meet you here outside later on. After class, I met her in the same spot, and we walked about half a mile to her father's pond. It had lots of fish jumping around, and a wooden swing hung from a great oak tree. I was nervous about how this would end up, but I told myself to act totally casual. I've been coming out here every night since I was eight years old, watching the sunset. It's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's real nice. I've been here my whole life. Ain't seen nothing different but this little old town. But you know what? That's fine with me. Though I'm glad you're here, Lanjo. Just get to see a new face every now and then. As the sun began to set over the trees, I told her I had to leave as my parents needed me to do chores. Oh, well, I don't want you to get no whipping, so I reckon you should head back. Well, thank you. I did have a really nice time, though. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow, Elijah. While I was walking back the rest of the way by myself, I snapped back into reality and remembered what I was really here for. I had to tell myself that I couldn't get anywhere past small talk with her, because that would be breaking the rules. It was going to be hard, and I didn't know what to do. The next two weeks consisted of a routine twice-a-week meetup with Marianne at her father's pond. Thankfully, I was able to keep it to nothing more than just small talk, but we began to bond a lot, at least as friends, more and more every time we met. Thankfully, Rob and Susan never questioned my outings, and I hoped that they never would. I couldn't let them know about the contact I had made with Marianne because although my bonds with my parents were very close, I was still afraid they would tell our manager. I trusted them well, but not enough to tell them I was sort of breaking the rules. It was now four days until the assassination of Thomas Williams. Our manager held a routine briefing with us and some of the WCO council members, as this was standard procedure before the main mission in any assignment. I will have you know that there is still no word on WPA's counter agents. We all collectively feel that since there have been no sightings of these agents in any mission, that there is a high probability that it was all a false alarm. Still, be careful, but do your job. Confront the sheriff about the man who will assassinate Mr. Williams, and if that doesn't work, and in a worst case scenario, Rob is assigned to neutralize Mr. Williams' assassin. I hope it doesn't come to that, but do what must be done. And please, return home safely. Best of luck to you all. Okay, guys. as we approach the final week of our mission, we need to keep in mind that our safety is the number one priority in all of this. No matter what happens, we work together. We're a team here. I agree. I've enjoyed working with you both, and I know that we're going to do great. Well now, stranger, you're a mighty peculiar one. I ain't never seen someone like you around these parts. 
Guess I'm not your average Mississippian. Just passing through, you could say. Well, that's not every day a girl gets to share a sunset with a mysterious fella like you. <laughs> mysterious? I'm just a simple guy, Marianne, really. Said the glasses don't want her in the town, now do they? <laughs> I suppose not. But there's a first time for everything, isn't there? <sighs> True enough. You know, I'm partial to a good story. Got any tales to share, stranger? Well, there is one, but it's not the kind of story you might expect. Oh? Detail. It's a story about keeping a distance, not getting too close. Why's that? Afraid I'll steal your heart? Something like that. Let's just say I'm not free to linger in one place for too long. Well, lucky for you, I'm a fan of fleeting moments. They can be just the sweetest, don't you think? I, uh, sweet, but a bit dangerous, don't you think? Danger has its own kind of thrill. Wouldn't you agree? I might just have to find out. I just made the biggest mistake my whole career so far. I forgot to silence my eye hollow. It turned on when I bumped it, when I leaned in to kiss her. Oh, I hope she didn't notice. I looked over at her, and I did see her eyes fall on my wrist, where the eye hollow was. But she didn't say anything. Peculiar. Well, um, I, I, I guess I'd better get going. It's getting a little bit late. Oh, yeah. Well... Would you look at that? My... my papa's here anyways. Well, I'll see you later, Elijah. The way she said that was so strange. I knew something was wrong and was tearing her apart deep inside. It didn't help that I had anxiety and paranoia where any time anyone's attitude changed, I became worried sick that I did something wrong. However, in this situation, I was sure something wasn't right. As her father approached us with his wagon, Marianne suddenly stopped in her tracks and turned around to look at me. Her face had gone pale, and the words she said to me dug up a memory I had tried so hard to lose. Something that I will never forget to this day. Her eyes appeared as she was staring deep into my soul. Elijah, you can't trust them. They're not who they say they are. She then ran to her father's buggy and joined him without looking at me again. I stood by the road in utter shock as her father beamed his squinted eyes at me. Where have I heard those words before? There was no way she was one of them. What did she mean? Was she really the WPA agent we've been fearing this whole time? I ran back home, the adrenaline in me rushing at immeasurable speeds. What was I going to do? I trusted Marianne with everything. She was a good person. I couldn't report her and potentially get her captured, hurt, or killed. No, I've already messed up enough. I needed to tell Rob and Susan about her so that we can at least be aware of her potential interference. I cared about Marianne but I couldn't deviate from the plan. 
If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, please remember to leave a rating and tune in next time to learn what happens on their final night in 1856.